0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Richest Men in Town podcast. I'm Mike Freeman and along with my good friend and co-host Tyler Gould, we're excited to welcome you to our little podcast project. Tyler and I are just a couple of middle-aged husbands and dads driven to live our best lives. We want to be better every day, so here we'll be sitting down with great people, not famous people, but great people that we admire, to learn their secret to living the rich life. Probably not the rich life you're thinking of. Our guests come in humbled and surprised at the invitation, and hopefully leave feeling proud and grateful, realizing just how good they really have it. So pull up a chair, stay a while, and raise a glass with us as we toast our guests to the richest men in town. Hey, Brian, Grove, man, this is this is a non-waiting room deal. Now you're in. Whoa! Yeah, you're just. We, we haven't even warmed this room up, man. It's just like, let's go. It's season five. It's a new look, and we're done before, you know, every four or five weeks, Tyler and I would get together and make some meaning. Now it's like, let's get some, let's get some Brian grow in here and make
1: meaning with him. All right, let's do it. I I love it. You know, it's kind of, I, I don't know if your other guests feel this way, but sitting in the waiting room is kind of like waiting for the Jack in the box to come out. And, you know, you're sitting here and you're waiting and, you know, I have like Reese's over here that I'm like. (laughs) they're going to catch me right when i like open it up and it's in my mouth maybe in the waiting room we need to have that music that
2: the jack in the box has Mm -hmm. so you just don't know it'll slow down every once in a while then it'll kick
0: back in you know like that like that scene in elf right yeah Yeah. exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love it
1: Uh, oh that's great brian how you doing man oh man it's uh it's March. It's our, our March tradition is uh, getting together and, and talking. So, because uh... well, you know,
0: it's because we're coming up on again in one of those beautiful shoulder seasons where basketball's winding down into postseason. We got final four and then baseball is opening masters in a week. I mean, come on. It's a it's a yeah, well, hey, 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 let's be I, I'm sorry. I completely forgot your your favorite, the NFL draft. Oh. In a couple
1: weeks. Yeah, it's it's coming up. And my Colts have a a high pick, which you know tells you how our season went, but (laughs) it it, it builds up some more excitement for Lamar Jackson question mark. Ooh, I hope. I hope so. So here's what (laughs) I hope they do. I hope they go into draft weekend saying, Yep, we're taking a quarterback. Then they they pivot on draft night, they take one of the top defensive ends or or something like that, and then announce the next day. We've signed Lamar Jackson to a contract and Baltimore says, "Oh no, we're not matching." <laughs> and hopefully I, That's good. I, I, that's a
2: re, that's a very uh that could happen,
0: man. Let's do it. 100%. That I'm could sounds kind of wild putting it, it in kinda, the universe.
1: Yeah, yeah. it sounds
0: kind of wild, but uh maybe they can get him for the bargain price of 200 million.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm, steel, I'm all man. for it. You know what? It, 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 the funny thing about it is Mahomes got his deal and everybody was, you know, like shocked at how much he got, but a couple of years after, and it looks pretty reasonable. Yeah. That's where it always works. I, I, I wonder
2: if, uh, I mean, the Lamar thing is just baffling to me, to be honest with you. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I can't even, we can't even, we can't even go there, man. We can't even make sense of that, right? We're not.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out, like. We're clearly missing something. We don't like good players, apparently. Like,
2: What's going on? I mean, it, it can't, like, ever, you hear all this talk, like, well, his mom's his manager. I'm like, is it really? They're like, oh, man, you have all the talent in the world. You can lead us to a Super Bowl. But I don't like to negotiate with your moms. Yeah. You know what I mean? was like, yeah. what are we talking
0: about? What's
1: the deal with the exercise equipment? What is that? I don't know. You know. Did you see the website, man? <laughs> uh, I did oh. not see the website. It no. makes Richard
2: Smith and Towns website look like we are friggin' Fortune 500.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, so so you gotta throw uh, something up on over the weekend. You gotta get it, get true. it out there. So, Brian, we've had people
0: on here that we're convinced are spies, right? They got disclaimers. I'm Ooh, convinced uh-huh. that you might be a gym or say, like consultant on the side.
1: Oh, dude. A little, little draft be the best? consultant. I would love
0: that. Dude, like He how, just how calls cool you up and is like, talk to be. me, Brian. Should I hire Saturday
1: as a coach? Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I told him to do that so we could get a high pick because I'm tired of playing this quarterback game with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. And, I mean, Phillip Rivers got us to the playoffs, but I'm tired of the retread and the the, the tired the tired quarterback. I'm ready to get wired, get a Lamar Jackson, get Anthony Richardson, get some excitement, do something other than what yeah. we've been doing. Remember when Russ Wilson would have been in that sentence? Oh yeah. man, if we
0: could just get a little Russell Wilson and then something happened. Yeah. yeah. But it turns we out all... the Denver
2: Broncos were a dumpster fire behind he the scenes cringy. and no one knew. He goes cringy <laughs> with
0: the subway ads and like, oh, what? Just <laughs> <act."> <laughs> well, let's,
2: let's be hey, honest. Did you go, did I think, you go try like, his Lamar's,
0: Lamar's people <laughs> might be <laughs> Russell's people.
2: Oh. Ru- Russell is the cringiest <laughs> Player in the NFL 100%. Yeah,
1: man. some of those sideline things is like, oh. Oh, yeah, call out pass when it's a pass, call oh, out pass when it's a pass. And you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I remember doing that freshman high school football. <laughs>
2: honestly, yeah.
1: Oh, remember could, when he was injured and he like ran through a simulated play on the field
0: all by himself? That know. guy, honestly, <laughs>
2: he's the guy that you have on your team that you're like, you know, after a few times you've been around him, you're like, I freaking hate that guy. Like, <laughs> if that guy talks to me one more time, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, the Raiders got a Didn't lot know more. That's handsome. why Cam Chancellor couldn't. He couldn't anymore. Yeah. Man. He had to just go. What
0: the,
2: here's what the Raiders did. It's it's like if if we had Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. let's just say that was our quarterback, and we traded for Derek Carr. That's what we just did. It's just
0: like <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hey, don't. Hey, do not. Okay, I, I sounded off last week on this. I'm gonna sound off again. There are some quarterbacks that are serviceable in this league that will get you 12 wins. But 100%. everyone wants Mahomes. Everyone wants the unicorn that can do all the all the jazzy stuff. You know what? 12 12 and five with the defense. But here here's the do thing. the Raiders all have that need? defense though?
2: No, th- that's nah. their biggest problem. No,
0: but just if, throw it to the freaking tight end to every time. The tight end is a nightmare. We well, traded all our in. tight ends. We got oh, rid of our, yeah. our
2: great tight end. <laughs> you is, got Al is Al Davis alive? Is Al Davis doing like the Elvis Tupac thing? Is hey, Al Davis a, alive? He's, he's Obi-Wan like,
1: Kenobi spirit in there. If
2: you, if you've got a Ford Explorer in your garage and you're like, you know, it's been a good car, but I want, a, you know, it's, it's got about a hundred thousand miles on it, but I, I'm gonna buy this Ford Explorer. It's got ninety thousand on it. That's what we did. That's what we did.
1: Improvement. Yeah.
0: Maybe they're taking that one percent better thing. There you go. Uh, Not a bad model. Frustrating. Uh,
1: Too much. Too much. Frustrating. But hey, that's Uh, the
2: life of a sports fan, right? I mean, that is
1: the life of a sports fan, and that's why we get to come here. And get all that frustration out, and, right. and come and and, yeah. and talk about some good stuff. <laughs>
2: That's it, man. Let's yeah.
1: talk about some good stuff. That almost started out like our fantasy,
0: though, like the idea of getting Brian in here and just having a spinoff podcast about sports. We <laughs> yeah, did that
2: I, for, for like a second, minutes. I was Riches, all like good. Richmond in sports—that's our uh, our <laughs> yeah. spinoff. Uh, Sounds you know, like a actually, who would podcast that be? That would be sure. Mahomes and uh, so. Uh, so, uh, so, Brian. Okay, let's talk about some good things. What's what's cool. on your mind, man? What's 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 rattling around your head these days?
1: Well, yeah, with season five coming out, some of the themes that I've I've picked up on. One of the big ones is community, and yeah. even just for me personally, um, one of the things that's always always fascinated me as a sociology major. I, this is this is things that I studied in school and things that really fascinated my mind. But even in a like a gospel setting, Zion has always been a one of those topics that when that's brought up. I get, you know, I get excited. I get the, the excitement. Let's like discuss this. Let's talk about it. And so many of your guests, uh, in the last few episodes have talked about like that, that, that community that they have around them, that Um, belonging, right. The belonging, the relationships that they have, um, whether it's with people, whether it's in groups, whether it's with heaven, um, you know, you've kind of hit the, the, the trifecta there with with all those those connections. And so that's that's really been big on my mind lately just with how much it seems like those those things are breaking down a lot in the yeah. world and we can't have conversations about stuff anymore and we and we have canned responses to all these different things in the world and we're not we're not so genuine anymore with, with what we're thinking and we can't get down to, you know, what's best for people. We, we have to, we have to win. We have to, it has to be, I have to be right. There's a whole, a whole big thing about with with pride, in my opinion, in this. And so many of the things that your guests share have shared in the last few weeks are the, are the antidote to that are the humility are the, um, are the things that will lead us back to being able to heal relationships and make those relationships, something that are meaningful and ultimately making us rich.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I think that one thing that's interesting is, you know, outside of this magical room, of the, of the richest men in town, I conversations are so guarded, right? We're so afraid to to, to say something. We're afraid to offend. We're afraid to, we're going to, exclude someone by something we say or whatever it is. And the thing that I've, that, that I've loved, especially coming into season five and having the conversations that we've had recently is, and it's been a very diverse, Mike, would you agree with that a very diverse group as far as the things that they're dealing with and, and what's been going on in their lives and how open have those conversations been that we've had and in and i i think on some level when when you're having those those open honest vulnerable conversations there there's a healing factor that's involved with that not just for the person that's sharing but i can say from the person who's receiving those stories there's a healing factor to my soul as well as i listen to that so i i just you know we mike and i have been talking a lot lately about the power of story and the art of conversation and Man, I th- I think it's never been so evident, especially as we've launched into season five.
0: Well, and I think I, I think Tyler, I I know we're in vulnerable places because no one has answers. Yeah. Yeah. But right? for, for a sure. couple of the guests that we've had lately, it's we've been in this we've been in this uh a little bit of this uncertainty, right? Or we're making some connections. And and you know, I, I think to to Brian's point, I don't know if you guys have ever had this situation where you look back and you, you, you were wrong about a relationship, right? I recently had lunch with somebody where I was wrong. First words out of my mouth was, Hey, let me back up to when we interacted the last time. Cause I was wrong. Right. And I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to move forward without fixing that. You know, it's almost like I'm putting in a retaining wall and I got to get that first row, right. If that first row is off a little bit, Row five and six down the road are going to be crazy wonky. And the thing's going to, going to fall in. Right. And it's like, I came at that thing totally wrong. And I love that idea. I, I was wrong because I wanted to win. Me and this person were having an adversarial situation and I wanted to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And it's like the second that I come from come into that relationship with that mentality we're doomed, right? I was not seeing some things because I wanted to be right. And I I love that you were willing. <laughs> yeah, I love that you were <laughs> willing to
2: sit down and say I was wrong. Man, that's- oh yeah, you
0: should have seen. You should have seen the persons you should have seen the persons look on the face. But I mean, is Maya Angelou right? We know better. We do better, right? Well, yeah, one hundred percent. I. But I mean, how many times are we in these places where? Now we know better, and we're not necessarily conscientious about going out and going back to where we were wrong and saying, Hey, I was wrong. Well,
1: and here's I the think mindset. There's, some, there's something powerful about that. I,
0: I totally agree. I think it's
2: a relationship changer. Mm-hmm. changer. It, okay, for yeah. sure.
1: The mindset change that can really, this has been my mantra for probably the last six months. I found this quote. I was doing some research for work, and I found this quote, and it just kind of just really hit me and shifted. How I think about a lot of things. It's simple. It's from a woman named Lynn Nottage. And the quote is Replace judgment with curiosity. And that's what all these conversations that you've been having with people have done. Instead of them bringing up their trial and and saying, Oh man, well, you should have just done this or that. You know, that's kind of a judgment. That's like, a, are you okay. Tie that up with a bow. I don't have to discuss that anymore, but letting something hang, letting something go. Oh man, I've never thought about this situation. Let me, let me ask you some more questions. Let me dig deeper into how you're dealing with that, what you're thinking about that, what has helped you with that, what has been painful about this, this situation that you're in when we come at it with, with a curiosity, um, instead th- that is, that is such an opportunity for growth where judgment just kills yeah. any moment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And,
0: I'm having a moment here, Tyler. I was expecting more from that quote. That is the list. That is the list, man. That is Mine's the list. I, I love it with curiosity. Like, That's period. it. End of story. Period. Uh, Not uh, a comma
1: uh, and a bunch of other things to do. Done. Yeah. And I love playing this game in my mind. I, I go, you know, one of the things that I always think is, what if we always recognize that everybody we were around was a child of God? What would the 100%. world be like? But yeah. this is another one of those. What if everybody in the world realized that, if they replace their judgment with curiosity, what would the world look like then? I think yeah. those are those are tied together. I think there's a connection between those two things. But man, this world would be a different place if I, we, so totally this if we and took this out. Time. I totally agree.
2: And just let me add. I just want to yeah, touch yeah, yeah. on something you said, Mike. You earlier you said you know we've we've talked to some of our guests and we don't have answers. And I think there's so much power that comes in a conversation where you don't have answers. Because no one's throwing out this, let me tell you this thing. And if you do this (laughs) thing, you're going to be in a good spot. The three of us or the five of us or whoever, we're all putting our heads together going, yeah, I don't get it. What can we do? Right? And then we're having this collaborative conversation where everybody's kind of saying, well, from where I stand, this is kind of how I see it. And from where you stand, this is how you, right? There's an opportunity to kind of triangulate and come you're up so, with something together.
0: You're so right. Cause when I come into a situation and I have an answer, my whole intent is to get you to see my answer on
2: Yeah, absolutely. Listen right? to me versus yeah.
0: like, Hey, I got an angle to this question. You yeah. have an angle to this question. You have some experience maybe that can help me answer my question or at least move towards some kind of answer. Right. Yeah. And I think that this, I, I sent you guys that That text pretty powerful. It might be kind of long, but I don't care. I'm gonna read it anyways. We're a long form (laughs) podcast, right? So this is is Rainier Maria Rilke, and she says this: I would like to beg you, dear sir, as well as I can, to have patience with everything unresolved in your heart, and to try to love the questions themselves, as if they were locked rooms or books written in a very foreign language. Don't search for the answers which could not be given to you now because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything, live the questions now, perhaps then someday far in the future, you will gradually without even noticing it, live your way into the answer.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it's great, man. It's really I love good. That. Right? It's really good. Yeah. I love yeah.
0: that idea of like, we carry We carry these questions. And we chew on them, right? We don't ditch it out. We don't throw the whole plan out because we got this one question or these couple questions. We live in those questions. And then down this road, this journey that that God sees around the corner, we come into these questions. And all of a sudden, we might have, we might live enough in those questions to have some context to be like, oh, now I get it.
1: That makes sense. Versus if I rush
2: to judgment. Yeah, right. It's just it's so unfortunate
1: like, that our society the the value is certainty. Yeah. We, whether it's sometimes it's even not certainty but just the illusion of certainty <laughs> right. even if I'm projecting confidence if I'm projecting, you know, I'm sure about this thing, you know, we reward that and and so many of those yeah. things we we automatically trust those things instead of and the person you know i oh man i'm going to butcher this quote but i heard it and i love it um maybe i'll have to look it up before i say it to you but it's the it's uh, how tragic is it that those who don't know are the most confident and those that do are are too timid to to express <laughs> right. the things that they know well i'm going to find i'm going to find the actual quote so uh, yeah don't, don't so sound brian so silly. It, it,
0: in 2023, you know how Google Analytics can trend word, word usage, yeah. right? And over time, you can see the popularity of a certain word. What would be trending right now in two th- 2023? A question mark
1: or an exclamation point? Oh, exclamation. That's all, that's all it is. We got to grab all. people's attention and hold it as long as possible. Everyone's got it find it the and they're yelling it. To grab.
2: 100%. And think about the, th- think about the best conversations or even the best relationships that you have, it, it, for me, it's, it's that person or those people that I can just explore a topic with, right? Yeah. There's like, it's just open-ended. It's like, what, what do you think about this? and then it's just this long conversation at the end of it, no answers are resolved, but <laughs> yeah. maybe coming a little bit closer, but I'm more well-informed Right. Because I'm not going in with a hard stance as to this is this is what I believe and you should believe exactly as I believe.
0: Right. So check this, check this out on this idea of no judgment and, and, and instead curiosity. We had a great opportunity to get all the bishops together the other night. And we brought in a former bishop, uh, Dan Taylor, right? Mount Shasta. Love that guy. He shares some things, things every every bishop should know. And I just think it's great life advice. The first one was, uh, you know, uh, be slow in judgment. Shares this story. He's, he's, called, he's called his bishop and he has this opportunity, and he's been watching this dirty, rotten scoundrel, right? He's been watching this dirty, rotten scoundrel and his warden. By golly, now he's going to come in and get in here and, and figure this thing out, you dirty, rotten scoundrel. I know what you've been up to. <laughs> in five minutes, meeting with him, they're both crying. And he realizes that maybe that dirt and rotten, dirty, rotten scoundrel has been wronged before in his life. And he's struggling with how to how to deal with things. Right. And he came out and just super quick, super quick to repent and change and realize that, hey, withhold judgment. Right. He's yeah. slow to judge because you just don't know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love also. Hey, Brian, I love also Brian. calling someone a scoundrel. Like, I think that's a cool, that needs to come back, man. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> along along to, with walking. I need to know when I'm out of line. Plank. Yeah. I need to know when I'm out of line by some. Hey, Brian, you're being a little bit of a scoundrel. You, you need <laughs> to calm it down.
0: Walk the plank, you scurvy dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Love it. Hey, hey, Brian, can I read the quote you shared with us? Yeah. Just kind of throwing something out there. I thought it was pretty fascinating because, you know, we, we usually think, okay, Faith is going to be the questions and science is going to be the facts. Yeah. And you shared this thought from uh, Richard Rohr, Franciscan friar. Mm -hmm. My scientist friends have come up with with things like principles of uncertainty and dark holes in the science community, right? That's interesting. They're willing to live inside imagined hypotheses and theories, but many religious folks insist on answers that are always true we love closure resolution and clarity while thinking that we are people of faith how strange that the very word faith has come to mean its exact opposite
1: right isn't Pretty that good. just so such a <laughs> when i heard it, him him talking about this on a podcast uh, that just hit me i was just like he is so right we we um we make certain things that are no in no way certain. It, it just as an example, you know, when we talk about, um, w- when we try to logic commandments, right. When we try to say, Oh, well this is a commandment because this and this and this and this, and really that's never been been said. I think about the word of wisdom and people say, well, yeah, we, we don't, we don't drink hot beverages because, um, you know, they're habit forming you. And we don't want to have anything that that can, can kind of control our agency and kind of override it. And while that m- might be true, that isn't necessarily spelled out in that way. And so yeah. we're, we're making something certain, whereas what's, what's better to have that or to say, you know what, I follow the word of wisdom. I follow this commandment. I follow that commandment because I love God and I know that he cares for me and that the things that he's asking me to do are going to ultimately be a blessing in my life and and contribute to my growth, my joy, and my eventual salvation and exaltation, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we walk by faith. Yeah. I,
2: I, I love that. It's funny. I it reminds me, somebody one time came and asked me about a specific thing about the word of wisdom. Not in the word, it's nowhere spelled out, right? But it was like almost this like, say this, I need to know the answer because this person then will be proven wrong. One of those situations. I love that, man. I was just like, how do you feel about this thing that you're asking me about? But I don't think it's wrong. I said, roll with that. You just do you, do you, right?
0: That's a that's Ex- a Wiseman. That's a Wiseman hack right there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exercise your ability to make a good judgment. There you go. Don't have someone make that judgment for you all the time. I well, and the
0: answer do. the question versus teaching people to find answers. Yeah. Yeah exactly yeah, that, that's a game changer right and i just think of i think of the guests that, we, that we've had over the last the last month or so i mean just this this season five and i think of this man how hard is it to hold space and uncertainty right but rachel and the way she was able like her mom taught her to
1: you're hold gonna space. i want
0: you to feel wanted i want you to hold your space and yeah. hold your space that that's as a as, as a woman growing up in 2023 as a woman who identifies like Rachel identifies, and just like hold that space and defend it and fight it against anything and everything that's just trying to come in and move you out of that space.
2: And and here's the cool thing about that, Mike. Whether you're walking the same walk as Rachel, or you're wa- or you're walking a different path, that truth that she taught is the same, right? It's absolutely the same. It's interesting because I've over the past few days, I've had multiple people contact me about that episode and talk to me about some of the things that she taught in that episode. And I had someone tell me who was, I think, had made, had some ideas in their mind about things. And they said, when she said, I didn't leave because he's never left me, it's changed everything for me. And, you know, it, it was like their comment to me was, I feel that exact same way about my own walk. Right. So I, I love the fact that we can be walking different paths. We can be trying to find our way, but there's truths that that are are true no matter what. Right. They're just there. And that I idea Rachel, of holding I, space was yeah. I
0: owe Rachel a couple of nickels for that story. I've shared that. I've shared quite possibly one of my favorite answers on this on this podcast. You know, we were talking, uh, I was hanging out with seminary kids and we were talking about great questions, right? Great questions. When the Savior turns to his disciples in John 6 and says, will you also go away? Man, that's a great question, right? When Saul on the road to Damascus finds out that Jesus is a reality and he says, Lord, what wilt that have me do? Man. Great question. Right. And I think when I'm hanging out with people, my new my new favorite kind of people, Tyler, like you were mentioning, is when I'm hanging out with you and my brain is making new connections based on what you're telling me. Because to me, that's the that's the influence of the Holy Ghost. I know when I'm feeling the Holy Ghost, when I'm learning something.
2: When Brian All grows right. dropping Franciscan friars on me, I'm Come like, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: at first, I was looking at my bracket. I'm like, where are those Franciscan friars? <laughs>
2: yeah. What is that? Is that Creighton? What's going on? What about these
1: Princeton Tigers, man? Here's the thing. Okay, I'm going off the rails. Hey, for shout out San okay. Diego State. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, oh, I, I shocked in the world. Alabama just because I, I was born in San Diego. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. do it. I didn't follow. I mean, this has been a wild i mean wild, madness wild. madness is an understatement i Understa- i totally agree it's wild um and and here's the thing with princeton like this is totally not fair first of all you're smart as heck you come from <laughs> money most likely and now you're good at sports like yeah that, that the, is not fair no. that like anything in the world that points to the unfairness it's that it is i that totally fair. agree we need,
2: we need think. to write that wrong.
1: We need yeah. to write that wrong. Well, it, it's been right. It's been great. <laughs> well, cra- cra- that's that. the
0: non-athletic, <laughs> no money and not smart is the fight I've been fighting every day of my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's All where right. we come
1: here to build each other up. I will that's rally right. around that cause anytime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, I look, I want to mention a couple things because I'm excited for this is kind of our our first episode in season five where we have Brian Grow with us. And Brian's gonna be with us on a on a regular basis, and we're excited about that. So um welcome to the the richest man in town family, Brian Grow. Do, I, do I get inside a, like,
1: circle? Monogrammed polo or something. Yeah, well you get to see you get to
2: see behind the curtain where Mike and I argue about everything all the time. Oh, right? cool. was- hey,
0: <laughs> send that guy a water
1: bottle sticker that's right. sweet yes there you go. There you it's go. coming
2: your way man yeah. all right
1: then I'll feel official
2: yeah but I'm excited about that so we've got you joining us uh, on a regular basis moving forward and then I Mike and I have been working on our first ebook which we're super mm. excited about getting out um we're hoping to have it be able to drop on Monday Mike and I think yep. we're in the final stages of editing and, and kind of cleaning it up and man I can tell you this. I have first of all, it was it was almost a painful process picking sixteen stories. I really felt bad about that because there are so many people that I love in fact, they're all it's like your kids, you know you love them all, but as I was Mike and i would were kind of talking back and forth as we were putting this book together, and I was reading some of these stories going back and and just having my mind blown again. And,
0: uh, you know, I just can't, I, no, I no, no, hold on, hold on though. Hold on, Todd. Yeah. You actually, at one point you're working on it. You text me and say, basically shame on us.
2: Yeah. I think I, that was exactly shame
0: on was. us for not <laughs> highlighting and pulling yeah. some of these stories out and sharing them with the world in the, in, in any way we can.
2: Yeah. I I know like when I'm reading something and, I'm by myself. Hey,
0: keep your powder dry, man. I will, not.
2: Oh. And I'm getting emotional. I'm like, this is crazy. Like people need, people need this. So that that being said, I'm super excited about it. 16 stories of love, faith, loss. And we should have thrown redemption on there as well. Cause there's some great stories
0: about that also, but. We're, hey, we still can. We, we still, still can. can. So in the <laughs> that's cement. That cement is still wet before yeah. we send it off. But Hey, I will tell you, I, so I've got a, t- I've got, I've got a a great test in my office, right? She shall remain nameless, but I work with somebody that is one tough cookie. And her claim to fame is, I don't cry. No. And right here, she's working with somebody who is trying to follow the advice of the coach legend, Jimmy Valvano. And I'm going to laugh. I'm going to think, and I'm going to be moved to tears every day. Or be yeah. moved, be stirred up, right? Right. So that's what I'm trying to do every day. So I'm I'm hanging out with her at lunch a c- couple of days ago, and I pull one of the stories out. Oh man! I'm like, let me just run this one by you. <laughs> and I read the story, and I'm kind of in the corner of my eye looking, right?
1: <laughs> you see it, and she cracks.
2: Oh wow! Does she As
1: try to hide I'm it? Re- does, does she let it go, or does is she like? Is oh she no, like- she she does this.
0: Oh, what are you doing to me? Kind of thing, you know, (laughs) the old angry battle with the emotion,
2: the angry battle.
0: Don't make me cry. (laughs) That was actually spot on, spot on. That's how she (laughs) sounded. So, Brian, it's going to be a treat. And the process has been has been something special. And I, I can't I can't wait for. I can't wait for the world to get their hands on it. It should be. Fun. Yeah.
1: This is exciting. Is it just going to be on the website that people go to the website and can, can download it, download it. Social there?
0: media platforms, website, yeah. uh, they'll drop a name, email, and we'll, we'll, we'll give them a free
1: gift. So is there, is there, uh, I mean, is this, is there a bracket connected to this? Do, have you ranked them? No. Uh, no. And, and oh, you're no. asking people that, <laughs> no, it's, no. it's hard enough to pick the champion.
0: <laughs> It's hard enough to pick the 16. We decided we were not going to be going into a lead eight final four (laughs) (laughs) champion of the world. Too
1: painful.
2: 16 stories. But the the cool thing is, you know, and and we've mentioned this before, but we've, we will have a a father's day ebook um, as well. And a mother's day ebook. And those will help us lead up to uh, a full book that we're working on from richest men in town. So we're excited about that. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good stuff happening and, And uh I'm excited to have to circle back. I'm excited to have Brian be a part of this as we're as we're doing it. So it's very cool. Very cool. Me
1: too. These are these are the conversations that you know I I wish were were much more normal. I wish it was okay to sit on a park bench and like somebody sit next to you and just be like, Hey, let's ask a few of these questions that you guys have been asking people for the last three years, four years? Have you guys been doing it? The last three years, you guys have been digging into people's hearts. And I, I wish that were much more normal thing, you know, that we were able to, to bridge that gap um, more often and more authentically. And, and that, uh, that, that was a value of our society that we could do that. So hopefully with at least the, the, the small RMIT society that you guys have uh, started here, hopefully those things um, people are, are asking to the people around them, because that These are powerful things. These are powerful conversations. Well, Well, I think think, here can
0: I can I just share this? I've been I've been thinking about what is RMIT right? I think this book has even got me thinking. If this lands in somebody's, you know, social media feed and they're like, "What? Who are these guys? What is this about?" I kind of love this thought, right? This idea of uh, compassion versus equity, or no, sympathy versus empathy versus compassion. And, and, you know, sympathy is I feel for that person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Empathy is I feel with that person. Compassion is I feel with that person and I'm compelled to do something about it. And that last, that, that to me, this isn't just about feeling. This isn't necessarily even about just feeling with someone. We're not just in this like, hey, sit with our guests for a couple of hours and feel with them. We're into this next level of, and truly, what the Christ that I see in the new Testament models this perfectly feel with them. And then what are you going to do about it? Right. What are you going to do about it for them? If you know them for, for people that are like, you know, people that as I'm listening to this story, it makes me think of someone else. What am I going to do about that? And then even more importantly, what am I going to do with myself Yeah. as a result of the, some of the things that I'm feeling, I just, that's the, that's the level we want to get to folks. We're not just talking about feeling this it's feeling something to move us to make us do something about it and i think that's the key
1: yeah can i can i put in a quote he, here because that that made me think of this this quote from margaret wheatley who's a, a oh. an author. she See? says that okay yeah. Tally Gould, have you ever read margaret
0: margaret wheatley stuff I, I have not no we need to have an episode especially for mr sociologist right or like brian commute that sense of community her thoughts yeah. on who lay it on me man What's the ahead? quote?
1: okay give us a little teaser so so okay this i mean and you may have found the heart of it for the mr uh, rmit group here she says there is no power for change greater than a community that discovers what it cares about mm, amen brother yeah so it, this is a if this is a community of compassion There's going to be a lot of good things happening in the world. And you guys are just going to keep gathering stories for people who are moved in one way or another to do something or something else, because they heard somebody being vulnerable, being open, sharing their experience, saying, you know, these are the things that I think I'm doing right. And these are the things that I am, I am needing help with that. I struggle with the daily struggles that I have. Um, I think there can be a lot of power no power greater for change than a community that discovers what it cares about
2: well i i love the i i love that quote and and i think that you know one of the things that that we have planned for this you know upcoming year and beyond is live events as well and i love the idea of of engaging those people at live events in our questions right i just think that they're what a cool thing. I mean, I, I was thinking about someone the other day and I actually, I actually took out a couple questions from our, our pre-show document that we send to our guests and I sent them to this specific person. And I just said, I would love to hear your thoughts on these two things. And just, you know, I, I just think the thing that Mike and I have discovered and Brian, I know that you, you feel this, but you know, in, in these conversations, it's it's almost, it's self-discovery, right? For our guests, I think sometimes they're discovering themselves and they're, and every time they're unlocking something new in me, for sure. I think Mike would agree with that. So um, it's, it's selfish. I'm a selfish guy at the end of the day.
0: I really am. Hey, Tyler, can we circle back to Margaret Wheatley really quick? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Brian, you just you just scratched the uh,
2: you got to keep it under 500 words, Mike. OK, tip of the iceberg. Okay.
0: <laughs> this is also from Margaret Wheatley. One of the things we need to learn is that uh, very great change starts from very small conversations held among people who care. Yeah, forget about the politics. Or the staff person who's driving you crazy. What are the things you really have deep, abiding concern for? What is it you really have some passion for? If you go into that question for yourself, you will find the energy to go forward. Well, why very just... great change starts from very small conversations from people who care.
2: Why don't you send Margaret an email? See if she'll come on <laughs> get on, yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Let's get let's get Margaret on the show. It yeah. sounds like she's already been doing it for a while. Now. She might
1: close up the book. She'll she'll share everything that needs to be said. And we'll be and done. What if, what if, if we, we get did. to a place we'll, where it's like, we'll thank be... you, Margaret. We're done.
0: <laughs> yeah. you, just put us, you just put us out of our nonprofit business. <laughs> we, we've plateaued. Right. We have all the answers now. We yeah. can go
1: forward and live perfect lives. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Hold shoot. on. So
0: so Brian, you came up to me uh you came up to me a little while back and like I feel like Nick Webb is a guy I got to hang with. What resonated with you from from our conversation with him?
1: You know that whole conversation where you know he like just the way he spoke, I I vibed with it. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm You should have caught a, the after party. The after party was fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So I I would love to be introduced at some point because I think the things that I'm looking for in life and a lot of different aspects of my life are things that he has found in community and being super involved. And I I, I think there's there's parts of me that um that want that, and because I'm not currently doing that, are like okay, like let's go, let's do things. And there's um you know sometimes. There's like a hole that starts in your life and you're like, I need to fill that. And I think a lot of the things that Nick talked about, about being so involved and, you know, what the, the work that he's doing at Shasta College and, and I love all those things and making sure people are having these conversations because so many of the conversations and so much of the growth that I had was in higher education, was in college classrooms we're in places where I felt it was safe to talk about a lot of the things that you bring up on social media and all of a sudden you have 200 comments beneath telling you why you're an idiot. You know? <laughs> um, I love being able to have that place where you can say, hey, I'm wanting to, to understand the perspective of what's going on here. When we say something like socialism or Karl Marx, oftentimes that is like, whoa. But being able to, to look through see what's actually said and discuss. This is, this is what he was saying. This is what people think he was saying. This is what, this is what's real. This is what's not. Um, I think really what, what Nick just helped me see is just like, we are not, no matter how much we even try to, there is no possible way for us to not be dependent on one another. Yeah. There is no way. Yeah. Like, you are dependent for the roads you drive on, for the car that you built, the phone that you're on, the the, the computer. All of this is because somebody else did something. Yeah. And no I'm man is an island, right? on it. No man yeah. is an island. And I think yeah. what he really taught me is that we unfortunately try to be too much of the time. And when we do, things happen. And I think that, that can be a, a huge... Um, a huge variable in the mental health crisis that we have in our society I, and I think too often anxiety. yeah we we're,
0: we're coming at this place where we're we're providing we're trying to build form and bring relationship if we start like he says right you start you we we get a relationship, we win, yeah, and so many times i'm t- at least I'm talking to people that want to buy something that's going to make all the problems go away, and it's like guess what, right? it's, it's almost like we're baking cookies and we think one ingredient's going to give us the cookie. Mm. There are multiple ingredients and then there's a recipe, right? And, and the relationships that we have is like one of the principal ingredients that we're leaving out of a lot of stuff. And then in the end, we're like, why didn't my cookies turn out? It's like, well, turns out you kind of need those. You kind of need to start with those relationships and let the form the form will take care of itself. You get a room, Mark. You get a room full of committed people, citizens in the room. The world can change. That that reminds me,
2: Brian. What's what's your take on Crumble Cookie? <laughs> <laughs> All this cookie talk, danger, Tough danger, cookies. danger <laughs> ingredients. I don't know what's good. Co- I agree. No, I I totally agree with you, Mike. I think it's funny because no, hold on. Where are we going there? <laughs> oh, we'll go there in a second but i
1: okay <laughs> for sure you can't but just I, throw that out there and then walk away we get uh, a I, big conversation i'm already looking that. for a house i don't need to take out any other loans for cookies
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it, it's it, it is pricey you know you're like hey, let's just go get a crumble cookie you walk out like 30 dollars later hey you for know,
0: six like, bucks you can buy a cookie cutter like it cuts the it cuts the crumble cookie into into pieces like for parties Oh my and stuff. goodness.
2: I have a butter knife, dude, that does <laughs> the same thing. I just... <laughs> no, I but I I do I do think like I I love the idea of of the multiple ingredients because you know I I tell people all the time like if if there's anything that you think and and you know this is a it's a stretch, but if there's anything that you think that's good that i bring to the table it's the result of interactions with so many different people right people shaped that i mean i i know what i know i i i you know the things that i hold to be true are things that i've experimented on but also that people have poured into me right and that's a man i it's it would be tough to try to travel this road alone i mean that's a that's a that that thing one of the things i i was going back and reading through um one of our guests and it, one of the things he said was if someone says to me i am what i am and i cannot change i find that extremely offensive that's what he said in our in one of our episodes and i i loved i i was listening to that and i thought man i i love that thought right that is offensive we should be offended by that because if we accept that we are a completed project man what a that's a hard road, man and I know people like that that are sad, kind of in a miserable place, and yet they they will tell you i i can't change I am what i am man that's a that's a hard that's a hard existence right there
0: you know well I think also it, it, I think that that is a hard existence so is a so is an existence without friction, yeah. You know, There's a lot of people that are like, "Ah, I don't like that person because I feel friction around that person. Well, that person is a change agent. That person is going through the world and is not okay with things as they are. So when you run up against that person, you feel friction. How about you lean into that, right? How about you explore where that friction is? And maybe just maybe that person's challenging you to find a better way by making a change.
1: Absolutely. And you know? in our societies, we, we, so much of the problems come from our tribalism. So many problems come when we say, well, I'm going to stick with this group because they sound like me. They act like me. They believe like me. And, and then we start to get in these echo chambers and ideas get perpetuated that aren't necessarily true because they're never challenged. Right. So being able yeah, it's a to, it's
0: a petri dish and you're growing your own culture stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and not being able to to in your group say hey we have space for somebody who believes the exact opposite who has a different view and here uh, on this or that um, you know Ooh, that's, that is that's hard it's hard it's really hard and we need to and that's why I think one of the things I've heard it, you know obviously the topics you don't bring up at family dinner right religion and politics and I think one of the yeah. the byproducts of us believing that so strongly is that we've gotten really bad at talking about religion and politics mm-hmm.
0: well brian um, we have politics in our religion
1: it's, it's you know <laughs> mm-hmm. we talked
0: seating charts the other day seating charts in the church you know like well i go to church and i sit by so-and-so and
1: i don't like sitting by so <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. i just i i, I recently realized jesus in that yeah yeah i, I recently listened to to Mitch, uh, Mitch Barr's podcast with, with you guys. Um, and he talked a lot about stuff like that and yeah,
0: vertical focusing on the vertical mm-hmm, and not yeah. necessarily the horizontal. Yeah.
1: Right. But, but, you know, I think, I think without those opportunities to hear somebody else's perspective and to weigh it and to measure it and to get curious about it, to, to, you know, either adopt, adopt something or to just gain understanding. I think when we're able to do that, we come out so much better instead of trying to impose the things that we are already holding on everybody else. Um, we just become a much more well-rounded, you know, if we're, if we're talking, if we talk about a wide receiver in the NFL, instead of the guy that just runs go routes, we become somebody that can run the go route, but can do the comeback, the post, the, you know, can catch a screen and take it to the house. We learn all these different things and we just become much more well-rounded and able to take these things. And that's why I think so many of your, so many of the people that you've talked to, um, I think it was Rachel that talked about how, how her experience is traveling in so many different places in the world, just gave her that perspective, gave her that understanding that um, yeah, different people do things in a lot of different ways. And there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. Um, maybe there's a less gruesome way to, to say that. Yeah. Um, Actually, cat lovers, we just lost guy. all of our cat lovers oh, and we no. have a big Sorry. contingent. I'm a dog guy.
0: Cat, cat people can, you know,
1: <laughs> Uh my dad's with you. Um, um, but I think, I think when we have those opportunities to, to see things done in a different way. Um, we get to see the merits of the things that we, we do well, but we also get to see the areas where we need improvement and need to think a little bit differently.
2: Yeah. I, I, but love, I, think that, I love that thought. Yeah, I, I
1: think that our,
0: com- you, we, we started this conversation with community and I think that there just needs to be some intentionality in seeking out conversation, uh, that might be uncomfortable. Right. I, I was just, I was just hanging out with, with a school that is doing this. Right. So to Kill a Mockingbird is the book and they're having Wait, a conversation. Right. Oh, amazing, right? Amazing Makes right. me want to read it just talking about. It. But so they're having this conversation, hey folks, in this book there's going to be some there's going to be some words in here that we find culturally uh, we we find offensive. Right? But the author had an intent. So let's have a discussion. How do we want to handle the reading of this book with some of this content in particular some terms that are going to be racial; they they can be racial slurs and be be seen as as offensive. And so they spend two days discussing that with kids, modeling what's your perspective. I'm going to listen to yours. Here's my perspective. Oh, I listened to yours, and I'm going to maybe change mine. Or I, I'm I'm holding the mic right. A couple of days where it was awkward, and we're not necessarily. It doesn't feel like we're moving forward. And anybody looking at that, would be like, can we just get on with things? But sometimes. Mm. Making time and space for conversations. And in the end, they decided, we're going to respect the author's intent. And not only are we going to read it as it is, we're going to read it aloud.
1: I would I love, love to be a fly on the wall for that. Because I think in, I in love a classroom that. setting like that, be, we, we would learn so many of the reasons why the Savior taught us to be like little children. Because when they, when they understand... The gravity of a situation when they're presented with something in that context, man, the way that they think is, I think we, we sometimes have unlearned a lot of the things that we should be doing and that our, our children model. I think, I think my kids do that for me a lot when, when I see how they handle situations, how they handle um, frustrations in their personal lives, how they handle um, meeting new people and things like that. I go, man, I wish, I wish I could just walk up to a kid because he had a cool backpack and just like be his friend automatically. (laughs) I wish I could just be walking down the street and be like, you know what? That guy has a pretty cool shirt on. I'm going to go like, we're friends now. Like we're just, we're just best friends and the world goes on.
0: Part of the magic sauce there is there's no ego. Yeah. Right. There's, 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 there's truth in that in that uh, in that line, you're only 16. You don't have a rep yet. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah. Will Smith or DJ D- J- 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 Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince or something like mm-hmm. that idea of like, there is no, there is no rep to uphold. There's yeah. no image to uphold. Right. I'm trying to figure this thing out myself. And when I heard that teacher talking about that, it's like, I want to be a student in your classroom. That was, that's amazing. That's incredible. Shout yeah, out to, uh, shout out to, to kill a mockingbird, man yeah that's what a, a piece button. what a piece of work.
1: Well, yeah. and that's such a that's such an important thing uh, uh, a great example of boundary setting of saying, hey, I'm letting you figure out where the line is here um, because I think I think one of the big things is, is is setting the boundaries in our life. what's okay, what's not okay, and what's okay in a certain context. We're not going to be using this word. This is not giving the word free free reign in, in our language now, but this is understanding. And you're going to feel uncomfortable when it's your turn to read out loud and you come to the word, there's going to be a pause and there's going to be some gross feelings probably saying it and going on. And you're going to have to process that. You're going to think through that. So putting that in a, in a, in a place where somebody can do that and feel like i'm i'm in a safe place to experience all these these feelings and these emotions and work through it that's 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 huge
2: that's a Yeah huge, and, I, and i think that that experience. teacher that teacher giving the context to that is a that's a big deal right like we i think so many things are lost because we delete context and nuance right we just want to say this is it and this canceled. is canceled yeah this is done right we, we delete the context, we delete the nuance to, to the conversation. I think if you bring all that back in, we can get through those things. And granted it, it can be uncomfortable. It could be, you know, but, but I think it's important. I, 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 agree with you. Kudos to the teacher that created that environment. That's a cool. Well, thing. we were,
0: we were talking, I was in a meeting and one of the prompts to the, for the startup of the meeting was it's, it's women's history month. Right. And so we were going around uh, important women in our history and, uh co worker shared about um, about his mother. And what really touched him as she passed away and she got to he got to hear how other people knew her. and it was different. It, it added some depth and dimension to the way he knew her. Yeah, and he starts to see his mom as this complete, whole complicated dynamic, amazing person versus she he knew her to be amazing but he had no idea of the full picture of who his mom his mom was right and I think so many times that context and nuance we like to see people as two-dimensional yep I got that I knew uh, yep I read a, I read a half I read a paragraph on that person I know everything about that person it's like you do not and and we do it
1: to ourselves we profile ourselves and put us on a social media platform and we say this is who I am and (laughs) and so much of the time it's not and you know actually one of the things that I've been struggling recently with is is like who the heck am I sometimes when you get wrapped (laughs) up in a in in work and and family and kids and and things like that you're like oh I have free time like what do I even enjoy anymore? Like what do I want to be doing? Like (laughs) who the, who the heck am I right now? And so that's something I've been personally, just been like trying to, trying to figure out because so much of the time, yeah, we, we, they say, "Well, who are you? Well, I'm, I'm Becky's husband. I'm Gwen and Henry and Joel's dad. And uh, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Colts fan. I'm a, you know, I enjoy podcasts. I'm a podcast guy, you know. And yeah. we and we kind of compartmentalize, and and sometimes we we uh, we don't just uh, we can't put into words who we are, who we really are. Well, in the lo-
0: okay, we're yeah. gonna go way way back. So we talk about Tyler. We talk about this podcast being in our heads a decade ago. Yeah. Well, this yeah. podcast, the the podcast, the original efforts was a blog Mm -hmm. and, uh, Tyler wrote a blog post called blow up the box. And that idea of the world is trying to put us in that box. And it's like, you know what? I love me some Jesus Christ and I love me some punk rock, right? Like that idea of hold, hold those two, right? You can understand that I'm not, I'm not how I'm not who you think I might be. But I love to Brian's to Brian's question, I love that exercise because in the in the whirlwind, we could lose ourselves. We oh, could yeah. have these things that we used to like, these things that used to bring us joy, and the whirlwind of life maybe stripped us of those things. And then we're sitting there and we have no color to our life because we're, we're, we're caught up in all these roles. The roles are amazing. They're chains. We choose, right? We choose those chains to bind ourselves to, you know, in duty and responsibility and all those things. But we, man, we owe it to ourselves to not lose that color.
2: This is a conversation my wife and I have all the time. It's like, you know, Hey, we used to be, this (laughs) and now we're sort of like what i mean what do we do we go out to eat like is that who we are (laughs) you know (laughs) what i mean so it's like honestly we have those conversations it's like yeah all right let's 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 hit reset we've gotten into this you know one of my favorite things brian you you taught me was this idea of ruts right (laughs) and you know and i think that that i think there's a a time and a place to sort of evaluate. Are we in a rut? Are we in a good place? Or are we in a bad place? or groove. Yeah. Are we in a rut? Or are we in a groove? I, I, I think that's a, that's important, man. Cause it's easy, especially I will say time, you know, we will fill time no matter what stage of life we're at. We're going to fill the time. And you know, whether some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's indifferent, but Brian, I think in your stage of life, it's like, you know, you're, you're swimming in it, man. And it's like, it's easy to get lost because every person is looking at you saying what you got, what you got for me, like, like dependent, you know what I mean? Like really dependent. Like right now I have people that are dependent on me. Like Hey, I want to go on a better date than I can afford. You know, I'm like, no, that's not dependent. That's called <laughs> we're, we're in the wants versus needs training right now. Yeah. That's where the ghouls are.
0: <laughs> so, But I think we owe it to the people in our lives to show up. Oh, totally. Whole. Yeah. Like to show up alive, to show up in color, to show up fully developed or developing. And we don't, if, if we show up gray, what are they getting from dad? What are they, what are they yeah. getting from, from, from husband if we don't have a spark?
2: Yeah. It's funny. It's interesting. To, well, I, I thought it was I mean, funny. That guy son, we,
0: we went into some of that conversation with some guests, right? Like, yeah, how do we get yeah. that back?
2: My, my son flew home the other day from BYU and um, he, he brought his skateboard with him, you know, and he's like, dad, get your board. Let, let's go. You know, and I just thought I was like yeah let's go so we did you know I mean we spent a little time but um but I love that you know it's like this is it's a reminder of hey this is what we we were together you know like where are you at man I, it, it, was a, it was a cool reminder for me okay
0: hold I, I I gotta just I gotta just poke at that one a little bit right like yeah does Ricky bump up the life insurance when she sees you walk out the door with your board? <laughs> or like, what? no? I mean, I, are you I, confident? And well, you're 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 confident that the joints are going to work and bones and tendons and you're good. Yeah, like you know, you get to an age where you start to you know what your limit
2: is, and so you play within those lines a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
2: I still, you know, it's like the other night I was out with Gwendolyn, and she wants to learn how to do some stuff on the skateboard. So I was kind of showing her some stuff and I took a good, I took a spill, you know, and I laid in the street for a minute and then drug my tired old bones up and dusted off. <laughs> but I just think it's a good reminder. You know, it's like, uh, um, we're more than, than, than just the guy that works 12 hours a day and, you know, is grinding it out. So.
1: Well, here's how I know I'm getting more into that category. My best friend's son, nine, 10 years old, said, Hey, we're going to race. And I said, okay, we race. I beat him. He said, Oh, my shoe came untied. Let's go again. I said, okay. And I'm like, man, I don't really want to do this again. <laughs> I did. And I pull up halfway through and the hammy oh. has <laughs> bing, oh has no, twinged a bit. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I know I'm getting up into that category soon. Uh, my question for you two is: When when are some of the offspring of uh, Mike and Tyler going to get on this thing? Because uh, it sounds like you you have a some good. Uh, your son's got a good head on his shoulders to say, "Hey, Dad, let's get you out and get you get you back into to living." That is color. that is pretty intuitive. Yeah,
2: you know it's it's interesting that you asked that question, Brian, because I it, my daughter actually sent me a text message a couple of weeks back. And she said, I'm listening to, I can't remember what episode it was, but she was listening to one of our, one of our podcasts. And she said, uh, when are you and Mike going to have uh, Kelly and Ricky on the show? <laughs> and I thought that, that would be interesting. I think I threw that at you, Mike. And and I think Mike's comment was, I don't know that we'd survive or something. <laughs> something
1: like that. So has this conversation yeah. been had or is this just in still imaginary? Like, I I'm mean, no, we're waiting to spring it on a double is. date. We're gonna, yeah, be, uh, yeah. we're gonna be
0: hang, hanging out over
2: walk into a room and there's four microphones sitting there you know <laughs> one of those kind of deals this is <laughs> the devil day
1: oh man that'd be great
2: but yeah i think it would i think it would be good it's interesting because you were talking about uh, i think it was you mike talking about the the person who was describing his mom and and getting a complete picture of his mom as you were saying that i was like oh my gosh like I think my understanding of my own mother is limited to her as Tyler's mom. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because we have people that come on this, on this podcast. And when we invite them, they tell us, I have nothing to bring to the table, right? There's nothing I can say that would enrich someone's life. And two hours later, we've laughed, we've cried, we've taken pages of notes and I know Nick Webb as a three dimensional, fully formed person. And I'm like, man, how have I done the work with those that I love the most? I, that's an interesting question. That's an interesting
0: well, how, how fun would it be to jump on Facebook around Mother's Day and say, hey, post a picture of your mom and say, this is my mom. I love her. Tell me why you love her. Yeah. And just see see where that goes right because i think i i I did the same thing i hear that and i'm like oh my goodness what depth am i missing yeah you know and careful because you know brian we're talking about who am i i i I think we should probably be intentional about asking that question about about our spouses absolutely making sure they don't get lost in the in the whirlwind that is Everything. You know, well, Hey, and I, I shared this quote earlier. Was, I'm going to share it again on the subject of skateboarding. I tried one time. I'm not a skater. Tyler drops it in still, but, uh, this is Jay Adams quote. You didn't get, you didn't quit skateboarding because you got old. You got old because you quit skateboarding. Yeah. I love that quote. Right. So, <laughs> so take out the word skateboarding and drop in whatever it is that does yeah. give you passion. We can't quit those things. Yeah. But like Tyler think- said, we're not condoning getting out there and doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Find your find your That's game, true, right? Man. Your game yeah. has changed. Maybe you're in the corner shooting threes now, BJ yeah, Armstrong style. That's and you're me,
1: not, man. Help it out, t- baby.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even you're if it's
0: catch-shoot guy,
1: yeah. Even if it isn't the the thing that used to light you up like that, but it's finding the new thing that lights you up. Hundred um, percent You know, this is probably something that you guys Have have had a lot of light come into your life because of you're not going to have you're not going to say pickleball.
0: You're not going to say pickleball.
1: (laughs) I do love me some pickleball. (laughs) You're there.
2: Oh oh yeah, I would play pickleball every day. It's amazing, (laughs) man. What? Oh my gosh. When next time you're here, man, we are playing pickleball for sure. It's happening. (laughs) I'll just bring my ping pong
0: paddle and we're good, or what? (laughs) <laughs> Bring whatever
2: you want, man. I got pickleball gear coming out of
1: my ears, man. You got gear; you're oh, geared up.
2: I got headbands, long socks, wristbands, and paddles for days.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes, though, just to tie a bow on this kind of conversation is, um, "Don't don't look for what the world needs. Look for what sets you on fire. Because what what the world needs is more people that are on fire." Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love that idea and. And sometimes I think with, with the, the way that we live, sometimes we don't protect the space for us to have that imagination time or boredom time where we just are kind of like, man, what sounds fun. And, and we, we just have so many things that we can fill time with. Um, And I think sometimes we need to be intentional about, Hey, I'm going to try something new on purpose. That's going to, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm going to stink at it, but maybe I'm going to find a new passion. That maybe quote not. sounds
0: like, that quote sounds like Sir Ken Robinson,
1: uh, right? He,
0: like finding he, your element, that idea of like, and Hey, Hey dad, why, Hey, Abe, why did you do that thing? Cause it lights me up, dad.
2: Yeah. I Done. Love it. Look, gentlemen, it's been fun tonight. I think, I think we just need to,
0: we need to, this is so much right better. There. Tyler, this is so much better than you and me trying to figure the world out. Bring oh, Brian growing. You guys do
1: a great job. I think I think you guys are selling yourselves short. You need to not do that. No. Well, we're working on it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> we're
2: working on it. It's a work in progress. But listen, I do, I want to end with Brian's quote because I love that. You know, don't look for what, what the world needs. Look for what sets you on fire, right? We need more. Brian, you said we need more people on fire. I totally agree, man. Let's, uh, you know... I love this this opportunity for the three of us to come together, kind of put our heads together, uh, maybe solve a few things, maybe uh, widen the gap solve. on a few things, right? But yeah. but one way or the other, a good conversation was had. So um, I, I, feel, I feel richer for it. Brian, awesome. It's great to see you tonight. I look forward to our next session.
1: You too. I'm so excited for this. I'm excited for this weekend. Not only do we have general conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have the... The spiritual dessert of the 16 stories that you're going to share, and then the temporal dessert of the NCAA national championship. Let's yeah. go. So, that's a good, it's a perfect a good, weekend. Let's go,
2: Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. San Diego representing, right? <laughs> Love it. All right, you guys, have a good night. We'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Big Brother George, the richest man in town.